I'm Tara. My brother Mark and I are trying to eliminate chaos from all parts of our lives. We talk about it here on Indecent Order. I feel like that was a good one. Do you want to say it, Mark? I'm Tara. You dummy. <laughs> well, let's get down to business. Yep. I got to cook. You soon. know, I, that song is always stuck in my head from Mulan. Which song? Let's get down to business. Now, do you like Mulan? Do you like that movie? I do. Do you not? It is not my favorite. I feel like really? it ought to be. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I haven't actually sat down to watch it fully all the way through, but that's partially because I'm not interested. Like, I've tried to watch it. I feel like as having a an Asian daughter, I should like this movie. Like, <laughs> it's a strong Asian lead character. That's a big deal. Why don't I like that movie? Does your daughter like it? Yeah, she, she's okay with it. She was obsessed with um, Moana. Mm, she mm-hmm. liked Frozen okay, but Moana was a big deal for her and Greatest Showman, which of course is not the same, but she never really attached to movies the way a lot of kids do until Moana and Greatest Showman. And I, I kind of wanted her to like, you know, like a lead, like a movie with a lead character who's a minority. So like we would watch Mulan and we would watch um, Princess and the Frog and she just didn't really connect. <laughs> but she did like uh, Moana, which is great. That had good music. It had excellent, amazing music. And so did Greatest Showman, of course. And both of those are, um, the characters that she liked in those movies are strong minority girls. That's cool. Because she liked Zendaya in uh, Greatest Showman. That's who she was for Halloween. Um, The character's name is Ann Wheeler. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that uh, movie yet. Was that the um, swan costume she had? Or is that something else? That's something else. I don't know what you're thinking of. She had like a swan costume. I don't think. Your daughter. Oh, Gigi did. Oh, yeah. No, that was, gosh, (laughs) that was Halloween part one because they got to wear a costume to school. And so, yeah, the swan costume was actually a flapper costume, but it it had like these feathers. It looked like a swan. I don't know. So her her Ann Wheeler costume was for trick-or-treating that night with the pink wig and a purple leotard. I don't know if you saw that picture. Hmm. What is a flapper? What is a flapper? Yeah. Is that a thing? It's a dancer from the 20s. Ooh. Like the Charleston. I'm not cultured enough. <laughs> it's fine. It's old-fashioned. Got it. Well, so, Shall we talk about password managers? Let's talk about password management. Let's talk about... Pa- let's talk about password management. I feel like we talked about this a couple years ago because I was like, what the heck, man? Like all the security stuff now is so complicated. And they're like, change your password often. It has to have, you know, all these requirements. And I was getting stressed about it. Yeah, we did. We did talk about it. And I think we might have talked about it a couple times on your little uh, Facebook lives. Yes. Perhaps over the years. Probably. So we... I think, did we do this at the same time? We both signed up for LastPass, the password manager. Yeah, I think that's right. So before we talk about this, do you want to describe what a password manager is? Well, LastPass, and I don't know how any of them work except for LastPass because that's the only one I tried. And 
I just kept using it. Um, LastPass, I guess the na- reason it's named this is because you only have to w- remember one password ever, and it's the one to get into LastPass. <laughs> so I like it because you can enter all your um, websites and stuff. That sounds super professional. Websites and stuff. You, you enter all your websites and logins and passwords, and you can organize it. I have it organized by kid. So, like, my kids all have their own Apple ID. One of them has an X, or two of them have an Xbox Live account. Like, I cannot oh, so remember. So, you're, like, doing multiple users under this account. Um, I don't know if it's multiple users. I guess in a way it is, is but it, I'm not. Is it working for you? It is. It's great because you know, the other day when I was trying to uh, wipe an iPhone, an old iPhone to give to Gigi, my daughter, I was having to like find all these old passwords and make sure I logged in and, you know, log out, wipe the thing, log back in. So I was referencing LastPass constantly that day when I was working on this. But also like my kids have their passwords for their lunches, for their lunch account. They have... Hmm. um, I still remember mine. You do? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a number, 914. Oh, wow. See, our, my kids, have, they have five digits. They're pretty, pretty long, um, which they're fine with. But like if I need them or like I, I have my, all my kids' passcodes to their phones in here because they are not guaranteed any sort of privacy on their uh, little iPods. Um, there's also a couple STEM accounts like, you know, math, games online. I can't remember everybody's passwords to that so i'll have that in there stem or steam either both like a science technology engineering math or steam like the game platform not the game platform oh okay you know there's a steam now that science technology engineer or art art oh god we can't forget the right side of the brain <laughs> right no I, i've heard of steam um yeah. in the last couple of years i'm like oh that's good i mean i don't totally understand why we added art like don't we all know that art's important like that's why we have band programs i don't know if we all do no i don't know programs get cut i guess so i do like dave uses LastPass too and sometimes i'll there's a function on here where you can share a password through the account so like if i want to say hey here's the password to our thermostat or we have a smart thermostat I can send it via the app instead of like screenshotting it and texting it to him or whatever. Oh, you're a power user. I don't even know about that functionality. (laughs) I might've paid for an upgrade on this account. I don't remember. I don't think I have the free version. I feel like maybe it was $10 and I was like, that's worth it. Online security is worth that to me. So what else do I have on here? I've got my, should I say this? I've got my credit card numbers in here. So when I'm buying online now, I know you can save stuff like that in the, um, what do you call it? The key the wallet or your key uh, chain, Keychain, Apple Keychain, And I have some stuff saved there, but you know, I just haven't managed that. I'm telling you the, one of the most annoying things for me to remember, not only is the Apple IDs, cause now I've got four people to manage me plus the three kids, but also like the Xbox live, the Minecraft logins, um, stuff like that. So I really do like how this is arranged. That's really good. I didn't really think about, you know, I'm stuck in my own little world worrying about my passwords, but uh, with you and the family, that's sounds like it's super useful. Yeah. Even like I have my all state login information, capital one, 
mint.com, PayPal, like all of that is in there. So if LastPass gets hacked, I'm in big, bad trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I think they said they're like FBI level of security. What do you think that means? What nobody knows what that means. (laughs) Um, You're the cybersecurity expert. How do how do we know LastPass or any of the password managers are? You know, I don't like the word expert. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) well, you didn't say it. I did. You're well versed in cybersecurity. Uh huh. So how do we know that any app like a password manager is secure? You know, I hate answering these questions when I'm on record. I mean, I know I don't you don't say have to. something. I don't want to say something stupid. I mean, so Enneagram three understands not wanting to say something. <laughs> we won't hold you accountable. So, right. If these get hacked, you're hosed. Uh, yeah. Legitimate, legitimate concern. The deal is, though, using the password manager is a thousand times better, a million times better than trying to do this on your own and remember or whatever what really what people do is reuse or um increment by a number oh my password expired i'm just going to add a number one to the end yeah 90 days later oh let me just change that one to a two um or let me add an exclamation point those are no good because that kind of behavior is predictable and the bad guys know this. So that's why we use a password manager like LastPass is because we can generate random passwords and we don't have to remember them all. Well, one thing I do like about LastPass, and I'm sure others are like this, you can have it generate a password and you can give it the parameters. Like right now, if I, I have it open on my phone, if I wanted an eight digit long password, and I want it pronounceable, but it's a nonsense word. It'll generate that for me. Like right now, I'm going to generate one. It's Sikatan. S capital I C K A T A N. So in theory, I could learn that and remember it. I mean, I would still save it, you know, on LastPass. Um, but if I wanted to make it not pronounceable and, you know, have Odd characters, have numbers, have capitals, have lurkets. It'll do all those things. But, I mean, how many people do we know that have their name as a part of their passwords? Or even this, I was trying to come up with Apple IDs for my kids, and maybe you can speak to this. One of my kids, I feel like I messed up a little bit on the Apple ID, and there's some information in that email address. Oh, yeah. I don't really want to say it <laughs> online, but like my or something. Yeah, like similar to that. Mm-hmm. Now my one of my one of the other kids, I made it almost completely random. I don't again, I don't think I should say it, but I'm gonna um make something up. I'm actually looking at a Chinese zodiac calendar right in front of me that's hanging in my daughter's closet. And um there's a bunch of words, like English words on here, but one is Asian image. So it's as if I said Asian image and spell out the word 15 at iCloud.com. That, that's the concept of what I did for this other kid. So completely random phrase. It was an Asian image. <laughs> um, mm. But made it pretty random. Like no initials, no birth year, no anything like that. I don't want people to know 
anything about my child from their email address or iCloud or Apple ID. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I think that's uh, also like a maybe a technique some organizations will take on is often an organization will do first name, last name at company.com or first initial last name. So if they if they were super paranoid, you know, they would do something more random than that. Because then you have like half of the pieces to the puzzle. Right. You have, you have the email address. Next, get the password. I feel like at some point, maybe you told me this or our brother Alex, who's also well-versed in online stuff, um, that is it better or not better to have a phrase? Like, for example, instead of a random password, is it better to have like a little miniature sentence, like off I go as a password? That's better because it's longer, but that's still susceptible to um, some techniques by hackers. So okay, there's um, what's called a dictionary attack. So they'll have like a word list, list of word, all the words in a dictionary and try all those words as your password. Well, they could just take that word list and um, do a word plus a, a word plus a word if they think it's three words. Wow. And, wow. It might not be as safe as you might think necessarily. I mean, that's still way better than, you know, your name or your birth year or your wife's name or whatever. So there's there's different levels of security here, right? So there we, is. maybe we don't need FBI level security for, I don't know. Like fabric.com. I don't really need a fancy password for that website maybe <laughs> well but like if i didn't say my credit card number but the problem is is if i use a, a common password common to me and fabric.com gets hacked then they'll try it on google and they'll try it on right all these other so, things so the the listeners um if you want to participate and have an exercise today then i would recommend you go to a website called Have I Been Pwned? And we'll, we'll somehow link to this in the description of this episode. Can you spell Have I Been Pwned? Uh, yes. So uh, like the first two words sound, have I, and then, oh, Ben is B-E-E-N, B-E-E, two E's, just like <laughs> Ben. Oh. I know. It feels like you said three E's, but you didn't. Yeah. Oh, it's because the B. B-E-E. Oh, yeah, that's why. All right. Yeah. B-E-E-N. Pwned. P-W-N-E-D. Okay. Have I been pwned.com. And what does that do? So you can put your email. I haven't been there in a long time, but you can put your email address, I believe, in there. And then it'll tell you all the websites that were using your email and that have been hacked. So if you had an account on Dropbox a few years ago, um, then your email will probably show up in there. Oh my word. So what's the implications of that? So that means the bad guys have that password. So for example, when Dropbox was hacked, I had an account at the time. And so Dropbox has my email address and 
or the the bad guys had my email address and that password. So if I was reusing that password for Dropbox and other websites, just like you're saying, they could try that password on other websites, Google, Facebook, whatever. And so then you would want to change um, passwords to other websites if you're using the same password. So this is where that password manager comes in is then you have a different password for every website. And then if one website has a problem, you don't have to worry about changing all of them. Okay. All right. So that, that's part of the strategy. Well, maybe we can make note of this. Let's, let's both do that before our next episode and we'll ask and see if anybody else has done it. And then, oh, and there's another thing. And I, I don't remember um, the website um, might be on Have I Been Pwned, but the, Brian Krebs, he's an investigative journalist technology guy. And I think he's, he's, maybe he's the one running that. I don't know who's running it. Now I'm going to really look like an idiot in front of anybody that's a technologist listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us don't know, Mark. It's fine. Gosh. <laughs> oh, Imposter syndrome is real. Um, yes. So anyway, someone runs another website, maybe on uh, Have I Been Pwned, maybe not. And they've put a database of passwords. And so you can check if your password is in there. So if you've got a common password, it'll, it'll show up. So like maybe it's not you that your password was stolen, but somebody else their password was stolen and it's the same password that you use. Well, you still want to change your password. Oh, wow. If, you know, so yeah. um, let's say, okay, Abraham Lincoln um, was your password and somebody else was using that same one because that's a common thing maybe somebody has used. I guarantee that's in there when there's millions and millions of passwords in this database. Yeah. So um, you would want to change that so you can check this database if for some reason you're still using one password for all of your accounts and and see if it's in there so if it's in there definitely change it if it's not in there and you're not using a password manager change to a password manager that would be uh, the best thing that you can do if you're not sure which one to get LastPass it's probably a fine place to start there are many and there's a lot of research into different uh, password managers but you know, for the average person that that's overkill into um, some of those lists, I've got, I've got a massive list of uh, a research audit. So we can post that if anybody's interested. Okay. I think we should also say we get nothing from uh, advertising that last pass. Oh yeah. We should reach out. We should reach last out. Last pass. Like to sponsor the show. At last <laughs> underscore pass. Just kidding. I don't know if it's underscore. Password managers kind of lead me to think more about kid controls. You know, I was telling you how my kids have various accounts, either iCloud or Prodigy is one or Cool Math Games or whatever. So I want to talk about kid controls because my oldest child is now 13. I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And once I got wind a few months ago that iOS 12 was going to have a bunch more kid controls than ever. I got super excited because in general, I'm kind of overwhelmed with like kid safety stuff. Um, Somebody 
who has helped me a lot with this is uh, an Instagrammer named Anna is the worst. She has a lot of like social media expertise and stuff. And she's written these guides to like, uh, like guide you on how to talk to your kids about the internet, um, social media, pictures, online bullying, things like that. And I've learned a lot from her. So I, I really love what she provides, but there's still part of me that's like, but how, how do I filter as much out of my kids' lives so that we, you know, even though we've had these conversations, I really would rather them not be exposed to some of the super bad stuff. Um, Anna is the worst says it will happen. It's not a matter of if it's when I get that, but I, I definitely don't want my like seven and nine year old to stumble upon awful things. I think that my 13 year old is, um, pretty empowered at this point to walk away from that stuff. Um, if you were to see it. And the nice thing that I've learned from Anna is how to teach the kids. If you see something online that we've talked about, that's not okay. You turn it off or close the lid, you walk away and you come tell mom. And since we've had that discussion, my kids haven't seen anything. They haven't come to me, but because we had that talk, two of them have said, Hey, I did see something and I want to tell you about it right now. And that was really important. So there's nothing that's going to replace a parent child relationship and communication about that stuff like pornography, um, bullying, you know, that stuff is really important. However, we want to filter as much of that out as we can. So I've got three levels of like kid controls in my house. Um, the iOS 12 is awesome because we've got screen time where we can limit how long the kids watch or not watch, but interact with certain apps. And it, it'll allow you to like cut certain things out. Like say you said, uh, okay, an hour a day of Minecraft, but it doesn't cut the whole phone off. You can still text or FaceTime or whatever, which is really a nice feature. Um, there's other content controls besides just time. Um, so we've got that. We've got a Disney circle, which is, what would you call that? Is it like a router? It's sort of like, it's not a router, but it like, it's a filter of some sort. Do you know what you call, what is Disney circle called? Where is it installed? It's a physical box. Oh. And it's connected to our router. I see. So there, it would be like a, it's almost like a firewall. I guess it is a firewall. So, and what's cool is every device that comes into the house, the, or that tries to attach to the Wi-Fi, like Disney Circle will tell me. Like today when you walked in my house, it said there's a new user on the network. It's, you know, Marcus's iPhone or whatever. Um, which is great because then you can also set screen limit time. You know, you can cut off devices after a certain time. You can also like, so Gigi's got, well, she's not a good example. Tucker has several devices. He's got a Chromebook that he does homework on. He's got his iPod and he's, and he has a desktop. The desktop's pretty much just for Minecraft. So you can put all three of those under one profile and that way you can manage the time better. So if you knew you wanted your kid to have two hours of screen time a day, you know, a savvy little beast could you do two hours on the phone and two hours over here and two hours over there. But on, on the circle, it counts all the devices that are under that child's name. It gets a little tricky because he has homework. So I, there still has to be some sort of parent communication about this. Like, oh, your screen time is up. Well, I haven't done my homework. Okay, so now I've got to go into the app, the Disney Circle app or the screen time app or whatever and allow more screen time so they can do their homework. Like, because all of his homework is on like, 
Google Classroom. Is it, can I interrupt? Yeah, please. I want to hear. Is it possible? <laughs> I don't know if this is a, it's a terrible strategy or a mean strategy to like budget his like screen time, like his homework into his screen time. And so then if he finishes his homework faster, he gets more Minecraft Ooh. time. Ooh, I kind of like that, that. Is it evil? <laughs> I mean, it might not be totally fair, but I could see the merit in it. Um, I mean, we did have to tell him, well, and the other kids too. This It just came up to where we had to say homework first, homework first, homework first. Because what he was doing is he was waiting until like 8.15 at night to bust out the laptop. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Go to bed. Bye. Like his bedtime isn't 8 o'clock, but like it did cause him to stay up later because like there was one time he accidentally deleted something or he did a project wrong. And so he ended up staying up way too late. Okay. So then that brings me to another kid filter, which is, for example, Microsoft slash uh, Xbox Live. So my kids are really into Minecraft and that's their primary thing that they like to play together. That's, that's my oldest thing that he likes playing on their own no matter what. Well, there's kid controls on that. So you can control, like, do they have the ability to chat? Do they have the ability to go on? And, and I'll tell you something. I'm a little out of my wheelhouse here because Minecraft confuses the heck out of me. And so does Xbox Live and so does Microsoft. I don't understand all the things. Like, what's a server? What's a whatever? I don't know. But what I do know is I don't want my kids chatting with strangers. So you can have that filter on there. But here's the problem. I tried to log into Calvin's Minecraft account because he wasn't able to get into this certain world that he wanted to get into on Minecraft. And so because we have all of these parent controls, Disney, iPhone, and now Microsoft, I could not figure out where the problem was. Like, because it just kept saying, you can't do that. And sometimes with Disney Circle, a website will just say, you can't do that or whatever. It doesn't necessarily say that it's circle blocking that. Do you know what I'm saying? So I had to go through. I had to turn off parental controls for circle. I had to turn off parental controls for iPhone. And then finally, I figured out that the Minecraft thing he wanted to do just flat out isn't allowed for his age. for Because he's got this kid account. and knows how old he is. So I was like, oh, you're asking to do something that you're not allowed to do. And he was like, oh. And it was no big deal. And he went on. I thought it was like this really important thing where he wanted to get on this world with his brother and sister you know, but it turns out it was something else. So it's a good problem to have that we have all these kid controls. But at this point, I'm kind of wondering if I just need to turn off one of them, like maybe just turn turn off the controls on Disney Circle and just do it through iPhone for each kid. And that way Tucker has, you know, all the time in the world for homework on his like Chromebook. But if I see him at that computer for a long time I'm still having to manage that so I don't I don't really know what the answer is I guess mm, I see um maybe I don't know how many devices you've got available but having a separate device only for homework where no games are installed or something? I mean that's pretty much what our Chromebook is it's only I mean, like, Gigi sometimes plays on it, but... Or, or making an, another account on Circle that's like a homework account. And Ooh. it's like... And it's only that device. Or they get more time or whatever that looks like... I kind of like that. There might be a few ways we could go about it. Oh, I really... 
take inventory of the devices, take inventory of what are they doing, take inventory of um, your controls, and then kind of map this out. Okay, I could see that. If we had a homework account and just the Chromebook was on there, I kind of like that because then what I could do is turn off, I could turn off screen time on the iPad, on the iPod that he has, meaning there'd still be content restrictions. So it's going to filter all the yucky stuff out, but it won't have the time on it. And I'll do the time on Disney Circle because that way it'll control both the desktop and his iPod under one profile. And he's not going to be that sneaky kid who like skirts around the rules. It's just, this is almost impossible to manage. Again, you were saying earlier how you've got one person to manage in your life. I'm not saying my life is harder than yours, but I am saying, Oh, it is. (laughs) But I am saying four people is a lot to think about. And so definitely there's things that I don't think about that I miss. I missed a doctor's appointment this morning, for example, because oh no, I know I just forgot about it. I can't keep all that information in my head. So I try to automate as much as I can. And if I could just automate this screen time situation, that would be amazing. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a homework profile for the Chromebook and nobody can play on it. It's just for homework. And then turn off screen time for Tucker on that on his iPod, but turn on the screen time for Tucker on the Disney Circle, which will manage the desktop and the iPod. How do your kids respond to like all the controls? Do they like fight it or do they just go along with it? Do they think they're in 1984? Yeah, they it's funny because my seven-year-old is more entitled than the other ones. Sometimes (laughs) we just got her this. It's actually an old iPhone. I'm going to call it an iPod because it doesn't have, um, you know, cellular, but it was like my iPhone four, I think. And might be five, but it's tiny. We just got it set up with an Apple ID for her. Um, I put certain contacts in there. So like I put your name in there so she could text you, Um, you know, me and Dave, her grandparents who have iPhones whatnot. The problem is, is she, like the first day we set this up, she called and texted everybody in her contact list like 50 times because she thinks that's awesome. She's such an extrovert. See, Tucker, he doesn't really care. It'll take him three weeks to answer a text because he just doesn't think about it. He doesn't, that's just not the way he communicates. But to her, and so anyway, I don't want to get into the super details just to protect her privacy, but she did something the other day Um, She was about to FaceTime somebody while she was um, indisposed in a certain manner. And I was like, you can't do that. And she flipped out. And I was like, here's your rules. You can't use the iPhone upstairs. You can't, you know, you're not punished. You're not in trouble. It's just, this is how life has to be. And she just interpreted that as I'm in trouble. I'm you know, the worst. And she was screaming and crying. She's like, I don't want any rules. So she definitely sees those rules as very restrictive. Calvin's so easy and just go happy, go lucky. He's pretty much fine. Now on the iPhone, you can request more screen time. So if he used up his hour of Minecraft, he can send a notification to me very easily that, that says, can I have more screen time for Minecraft? And I'll say yes for 15 minutes or however long. And that's really nice. Um, but Calvin can easily set down technology. Tucker can't set technology down. He really has to be managed. And it's a hard, hard part of our relationship right now. We're still trying to figure it out. 
Mm. So one thing I've heard or read about, and this is something that you you do that I've noticed, is that you've got the computer technology down in the main space where it's visible by the parents. Is this something that you did intentionally? Yes, definitely. This is probably another Anna is the worst thing, although I feel like I've heard it before. You need to keep the computer in a common space um, and it needs to be facing outward. And do, you think, do you think most people are doing this? I think a lot of intentional people are. I think there are people who have computers upstairs because they just think, no, it's fine. My kids are fine. Or I've got a firewall or I've got filters. I've got Norton, whatever. Um, but it does happen. It does happen where kids Google something that could be perfectly innocent, um, but it leads them down a path. And if someone's not watching them, they could keep going, you know, keep going down that path. Um, years ago, when, my kids, when they first learned about Siri on my phone, they just thought it was hilarious to ask Siri stupid questions. What was it? Oh, man, I wish I could remember the exact thing they were searching. But they kept doing like plays on words. It's something kind of like Dave does. He does all this like silly nonsense words. And I think it was, I think at first they were saying, Siri, what's the best place to get barbecue? We'll say. And Siri, what's the best place to get clouds? Siri, what's the best place to get butts or see butts or something like that? And I was like, stop. You can't ask Siri anything about butts. You can't ask Safari. You can't ask Google anything about butts. And it's innocent. Do you know what I mean? It's silly. <laughs> but like that will lead down a path. No, oh, yeah. So, yes, it's very intentional. I don't want a computer downstairs. My, my downstairs is an open cavern. It's a kitchen, dining, living room, cave. It's not a cave. But it's just an open space, a big rectangle. It's loud. There's just people in my face all the time. This is why we don't have a TV down there because it's just too loud, too much going on in one space with no delineation with, by way of walls or anything. Um, so I don't want it there, but that's just kind of what it has to be for the safety of my kids. So um, another question that's come to mind during this conversation is when did you talk to your kids about dangers of computers and phones and the internet and strangers? We've talked with them as it comes up over the years, but just intentionally started doing that probably this summer. Um, I mean, we've talked to them for many years about like, hey, people who play too many video games, they don't learn social skills or, you know, for a child, it's not that video games themselves fry your brains. It's that it's replacing time where they learn to problem solve, interact socially, create. Do you know what I mean? So we've talked to them about that. Like, hey, if you're playing video games, you're not doing other things that are really important for a child's brain to do. Um, in fact, I don't know if I should tell the story, Mark. Cut it out if, it, if you think I need to. But there was one time it, we went to the movies as a family during the day. It was probably at Christmas time a couple of years ago. And this movie theater had a, an arcade. And as we were walking by, the kids are like, I want to play in there. And we're like, uh, we've spent... $4,800 today. Let's, we're not going to go in there. But there was a homeboy in there with long, greasy hair. Like, I'm talking waist length hair. 
He was wearing Batman pajama pants. Looked like he hadn't showered in days. And he was probably 30. And he's in the movie theater arcade in the middle of the day. And I was like, kids, come look. This is what mommy is trying to prevent. (laughs) And they were like, what's going on? I'm like, look, he hasn't bathed. (laughs) He's an adult in the middle of the day. Like, it's probably all innocent and fine. But I used it to make a point. So feel free to cut that if necessary. So we've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, there is um, in the news a few years ago, somebody died playing video games because they like didn't get up to go to the bathroom. They're playing uh, like World of Warcraft or something. And that'll suck right. you in because some of these games, right? They don't have an ending. Like That's it, the problem. The and they also don't really have a pause. I'm like, can you pause it? And they're like, no. Right. Like Minecraft, you're playing with real-time people. Um, the games we grew up on, On did you play any on Sega Genesis? You a know, little like, bit with you and Alex. Yeah, you can play um, and, and pause it whenever, um, you know, no internet, and the game had an end. You beat all the levels, and the game is over, and then you walk away. These Some of these games, you just keep building up your character or... Or the um, world or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, gosh, Minecraft, I'm sure you can go on for... for I mean, there's books on like some of the stuff people Absolutely. have built in there that are incredible and it's on purpose i mean the video game developers do this on purpose oh, yes. i mean our brother alex knows this he works as a video game developer and he's like of course we want people to keep coming towards and they're using you know principles of psychology to keep people coming back to it so we just we do have to keep talking to the kids but as far as intentionally talking to them about what happens on the computer we have revealed that as age appropriate um we have told our kids you may not um, talk to someone who's a stranger because that that guide that Anna is the worst. It's really good. She talks about like, hey, would you tell your friend your computer password? No. Well, should you tell someone on the online your computer password? Should you tell me your address? What if that person says they're a twelve year old girl, but they're actually twelve year old? or, you know, a 45-year-old man or whatever, you know, and these are things they had not thought about. How could they? You could turn this into some sort of game, like flashcards or something, and then the kids get points if they answer right. (laughs) Oh, I like that. And I think the whole point that Anna, I can't remember her last name, no, Anna Ferris, no, that's an actress, I think. Anna McFarlane says is um, you have to keep talking about these things with your kids. Yeah. There's no replacing that, and it has to be a kind of like almost like a weekly check-in. Like, how's it going? Um, has this happened, or you know, mm. whatever. Anything we need to talk about? Have you seen anything that you're worried about? The younger, the better. Talking to them. I think just, that's absolutely true. It's just, I don't know if people don't think it's going to happen to their kids or or whatever. Like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's not if it's when. Yeah. I mean, I think some people are probably right in waiting as long as possible. There's a whole movement called Wait Till Eighth. I think that's what it's called. Eighth grade. Where eighth grade, which is wait till eighth grade to get your kid a phone. Oh, okay. And I think that that probably specifically means a phone. To me, my kids don't need a phone until they're driving. So we'll, we will probably be waiting more till like 10th grade. But my kids do have iPods, but they've got all those controls on them. So The dangers of online, I think can happen at a much earlier age than eighth grade. 
Oh, absolutely. And I could tell you more stories in person that I don't feel like I can share here, but all right. I think we need to wrap it up. Did we learn anything? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good chat. Good talk. How do you think it went? I mean, I felt a little boring. I didn't feel very funny. What do you think? Maybe it doesn't need to be funny. Yeah, it doesn't need to be funny. We don't, people, (sighs) talking about, we're not there yet, but when we talk about dating all the time on apps, I see about, they want someone funny. Mm -hmm. And? Funny's overrated? Is that what you're saying? I don't don't know. Maybe, is it? Maybe, I, I just don't know what women want, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the topic of our next episode. All right. Peace out. Over and out. Roger. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how. Goodbye, my fellow disruptor of chaos. Goodbye. <laughs>